0: Welcome to Beyond Bitcoin, a podcast about all things digital assets, the global communities they are creating, the generations that are using and investing in them, and the challenges faced by the nations that are seeking to regulate them. The content of this program is not to be taken as investment advice. My name is Derek Graham. I'm the CEO of Portal Asset Management, and my co-host is Nitin Gower, CTO of Portal.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to our listeners, depending on where you are. Welcome to yet another episode of Beyond Bitcoin, where we discuss important events, trends, and opine and discuss on the shifts shaping our industry. Derek, my friend and co-host, is traveling this week. And yes, it's his turn to travel now. Uh, and I will host today, uh, today's show with a guest. But before I introduce my esteemed guest, a quick overview of events. Uh, this is an important week. Uh, Consensus 2022 is being held in Austin. My hometown. And I'm looking forward to several events uh, and sessions, especially around Money Reimagined, Web3 and Metaverse, uh, which is slated on day one and day two. Over 15,000 plus people are flocking, and it'll be a busy week eating into our weekend going forward. Um, Just like World Economic Forum and Davos, I will provide a narrative and report the post, uh, the event. So stay tuned for that. Now, on today's topic, We're going to spend some time, and this is really, really interesting uh, era that we're entering. And I've always said that we have stopped from digital transformation to transforming digital itself. Uh, The topic we're discussing is digital legacy, which is very much a Web3O agenda. The question of not just preserving and passing generational wealth via constructs such as will and estate planning, but how do we deal with our digital legacy in this increasingly digital world? Well, my good friend Shri Chintala, CEO and founder of Clocker, has envisioned this problem a few years back, and committed past few years to addressing it. So let me introduce Shri, who is the CEO and founder of Clocker. Shri, welcome. Hey, Nathan. Thank
0: you. I uh, appreciate uh, inviting me to the call, and uh, can start off uh, with that. I'm actually a CTO for, for the company. <laughs>
1: So who's the CEO then?
0: CEO, uh, that's a good uh, segue. Uh, she, CEO and the co-founder is uh, Apurra Chantala. She's my daughter and she just graduated from UT, University of Texas, Austin. We have been on this journey for the last three, three and a half years. Uh, wow. And uh, yeah, she's the face of the company for us.
1: Wow. that's So that's like two amazing stories. First of all, great t-shirt, which is uh great pick uh and second thing is uh, how cool is that i mean having seen your daughter grow and 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 give her an opportunity to be uh, especially an emerging leader uh and a female founder which i think is two amazing sort of uh, feats that you've achieved so you know again welcome and thanks for making time for the show and tell us a bit more about this journey um and i'm sure there's some connection between you seeing your legacy and and, and including your daughter in that journey Uh, Tell us a bit more about that and the original thinking and how do you go about thinking about this interesting and yet sort of a very fuzzy area of digital legacy? Yeah, legacy is an interesting topic.
0: You know, we know we all are going to die at some point, but nobody wants to think about it and plan for it. And uh, when the moments like uh, uh, death is is going to, give a different perspective in your point in time, right? So this journey started when my dad passed away uh, several years back where uh, I had to travel to India and take care of the family business and so on. And uh, I was in high school uh, and came back uh, with the stories and stuff with all the mess that we had to deal with. And and I am on the road all the time. I used to be on the road all the time uh, where I was a technical sales, uh, pre-sales engineer Working for a large company, and, and you know, then the, the the million dollar question come in: what what what's going to happen if I if I don't return home, and how is the family going to deal with all the uh, all the stuff that I had to deal with? So that was a it, that was a thought, kind of a discuss with uh, with the family, and you know, we just let it let it uh, simmer. Right? This is something that we needed to deal with. As she was joining into college, the problem became more imminent. That you know. The, and that our digital assets pretty much are growing. We, have, we do everything online, the banking and, and uh, any investments that we have, trading and all that stuff. So uh, when, when I looked around to see what is the easiest way to tackle this problem. So in case if something happens to me, my family can get hold of all these accounts and all the assets that we acquired and all the information in general. There's so much information that we, we can't even fathom how much that is there exists. Once you start writing down, you will realize that there's a lot that the family needs to know. All right. If you uh, and there there was no platform to do it, and there was no time, and there was really not an easy way to do it other than Google Drive or a Dropbox like feature, which is not really a secure way, they're not a built for legacy. They are built for information sharing, but they're not built for legacy. So those were the beginning days. And we, uh, we toyed the idea over a period of a year, year and a half, and and, uh, and here we are with, with a legacy and emergency planning platform with
1: Clocker. Wow. So before we go going to Clocker itself, right, um, let me replay this back, right? So we all have social media accounts. We have the digital footprints that we leave all over the net as we interact, especially from the transition and we haven't even gone to Web 3.0 yet, but Web 1.0 was just pure single one-way consumption of information and it's been over a decade, actually a little bit over a decade since we have been in this Web 2.0 era where we get to actually interact with the internet. We post stuff, we share stuff. Um, and historically what, including our bank accounts, as you mentioned, our investment accounts and credit card accounts, And one way we have done this with our families, which is not the right way to do but you know, think about this is shared passwords. We've said, hey, here's my account, here's my password, a hodgepodge of these things. And it was fine for the first few years because we all had one or two accounts. And over time, we all have thousands of accounts on different platforms. That includes your Amazon, and that includes for e-commerce and for sharing and for Pinterest and LinkedIn, Twitter, and social media. So it's an exponentially growing problem. And we all have said this to ourselves that, Hey, and you're right. No one thinks about that death. And we're saying, you know, here's my password and there's general formula for password that the whole family kind of knows that this is your general password. Again, not the most secure way to do things, not the most efficient way of doing things and on demise. uh, I would imagine it'd be a huge challenge to go and prove to everyone. One that there's been a death in the family. And two is what is the avenue for you to uh, curate uh, this digital footprints and you, when you shared something what is the mindset behind sharing so this will, all of these things become intertwined and increasingly complex and we haven't even gone to web 3.0 yet we'll we'll, we'll reserve that share a bit of what your thinking was in that direction before we actually get into what clocker does today and then we you know look into uh, its future plans
0: yeah that that's a very important uh, point and several points that you brought up Nathan. Actually, we uh, before even getting into the online accounts and assets, right? When we started, we started with a simple solution in mind: what is the best and secure way of transferring information from family, uh, from individual to the family members? That was our first idea, first thought. As we researched more about a year into the solutioning, uh, we stumbled upon the legal guidelines and governance regarding digital assets, which is called RuFada, R-U-F-A-D-A. Uh, and the surprise to our surprise that most lawyers uh, or f- uh, fintech experts are not aware of this one. And this is a guidelines provided by Uniforms Law Commission back in 2015 and 2016, like way back. Uh, and most states adopted. It. So I'll kind of deconstruct this in a really simple format, yeah. right? So basically, uh, the the problem, the gravity of this problem is much more than most people uh, think of it, right? The first What is the need need is for the family to have access to your critical personal information your online accounts the passwords and any other information now us typically sharing willingly most people think that that is okay because i am the account owner i am sharing this with my family so it should be legitimate and and uh, allowable that is the biggest myth people Uh, again we can't blame people for not knowing the facts But that is legally incorrect. It is basically violating the privacy laws. If you go read uh, Apple or Google or Facebook or any online account, the 32-page long privacy statement, most people don't, uh, terms of use, don't uh, read, in many cases, clearly state that you cannot share passwords with anyone. This is for your and your use only. Uh, So it kind of ends that part. So, that means us sharing the accounts and passwords with family members <laughs> is violating the privacy laws. So, the Rufada gives the indication direction to the individuals that, hey, you as a user can pass on, just like any other property. Like if you have a real estate, or if you have um, uh, any other assets, you need a bill or a legal instrument to declare that who would be the rightful owners of it. And the, uh, our online accounts, digital assets, come into that category as well. So that is the first part is violation of privacy laws is a problem. The second, the the access to the accounts, right? You know, after after uh, the demise, these accounts are still there. I mean, LinkedIn and yeah. Facebooks and all accounts. And and the uh, the companies, the service providers like LinkedIn and Google and so on, uh, have no authority to close them without a legal instrument. So the accounts are going to stay forever there, and then they can be prone to identity theft and so on. There are a lot of uh, tax records get broken for the dead people, and every year the numbers are staggering. So there are the, the the problem is is much more grave than that most can imagine. So that is where the, the solutioning comes into picture, where we realize that this is an area, untapped area. This is back in 2019, 2020 timeframe, right before COVID, that we stumbled upon this and said, hey, storing and sharing information is our goal, but there is actually a complete legal governance and or at least a guide, guidelines in here. So we built our solutioning along along those lines where we wanted to give a vehicle and an instrument for people like you and I, for anyone who has online yeah. presence, and a simple way to declare that who would be the rightful nominees, and then pass on these access to the to the family.
1: Wow! Actually, I had not, uh, to be honest with you, I had never heard of Rufada, and like most people have not, even though me and you are in this space, we are dealing with technologies, we are involved with digital rights management, and everything else. I had never heard of Rufada until I begin to have this conversation with you and exploring this space. Tell us more about Clocker uh, um, and w- how are you making the refata compliant, which I think is a very, very unique proposition, right? In all the conversation we've had, uh, it's a unique set of, of issues that you're trying to solve. And you've actually, and I still have the, the QR code, uh, and I'll probably get there in a few minutes, uh, is in terms of what you have done for emergency management and tying that too, so you're not just looking and saying, "Hey, post po, you know post you know posthumous, we'll manage this," but we we also want to be in that journey of managing that event, that emergency. Tell us more about that because I think that was just fascinating that you didn't you didn't just stop at the Rufara compliant system. You went and you went ahead and say, "Let's help you manage the emergency." So you're you're there from the very beginning. So tell us more oh, about yeah. that absolutely thanks
0: for bringing that up so as i mean uh, I, you and i uh, the technologists by by nature we are curious and our goal is to solve problems and provide simple solutions to to, to the common man so i have uh, about 20 close to 28 years in the technology space and uh, all through my career just curious about solving problems and doing a better way so that's kind of reflects in talk our journey uh, we started off somewhere that hey i want to have an easy way to Make sure that my family gets the information into okay we're stumbled into the heart into the legal space or legacy space where what is the best way or what is the right way in other words to to uh, uh, pass on uh, the critical uh, information to to the family members and then um, someone came along and said, that's that's good and well that, hey, you have this, uh, your digital estate planning a tool that you can do it. Uh, how does my family know that whether in case if I'm in an emergency on death? And, and, and then that thought came along that we can also help. See, if you, if you look at Clocker. Uh, it is basically has several components to it, right? Once you have a digital vault, that is the first one that we built where you store all your critical documents and storing and sharing with advanced features and so on. And if you really think about it, uh, that is becomes a very central core of your uh, your online, um, basically a document repository. Uh, we didn't mention that we, we applied for about four patents pending on the entire ecosystem that we built. And uh, digital vault is one of them with the security. we. Where we shred and distribute the documents, the pieces across multiple storage locations, uh, and so on. So uh, then, that came along is if you are in an uh, if you have all your documents, important documents stored in a single place. How does the family know when you are in an accident or you're hit by a car? How can we open that up? So we built a another feature called emergency vault, uh, ice vault, in case of emergency vault, which is a private vault. You as an individual can tag all the important documents that can go in there and, and identify the people uh, who can open the vault in case of emergencies. Uh, and that's how we also uh, design something called an emergency card uh, where oh, you actually oh, yeah. set the QR code. Um, so you set up your QR code in here, uh, set up all your emergency contacts, and we that information is protected. You, we don't disclose who the contacts are. So for example, let's say I have my QR code on my keychain, and then I get, uh, and I'm on, on the road somewhere get hit by a car or a medical emergency and whatever the case may be, uh, someone scanning the card will get them a page like a call emergency notifications page. All it has is a call home button. They press on, press the button, it sends an SMS, a GPS location of the person scanning the card. that is basically usually the, where the incident happens. Immediately, no matter where the contacts are, in the world. Um, my, I can have my sisters in Detroit and New Jersey, my mom in India, my cousins yeah. in the UK get message gets through and then they can now open the emergency vault and, and get the my any important documents they would need. So today we offer the emergency planning and emergency vault as an uh, additional service at add, add-on service, managing the digital estate, managing your documents. So that that's the kind of evolution where we came from a single idea into multiple services today.
1: Wow. I mean, that's so innovative. I mean, you have combined the both human element and the digital element of this whole process in doing this. And I like the vault and ice wall terminology, which is in case of emergency, which sounds kind of cool. Not that because it has ice in front of it. Um, And so all this is interesting. And, you know, so to tell me, you know, of course, this is about the Web 3.0 conversation now. We are, our entire show is about digital assets and crypto industry. Tell us in short, the the digital legacy to crypto legacy in the sense that it's uh, yes you have the documents I'm I'm trying to amalgamate my entire spread of my digital footprints that I have all over the internet uh, and that grows exponentially every day I live and every day I I, I, I interact with the web uh, and you know so when we look into this and what you have built successfully and it's growing I think it's growing exponentially from from our last conversation with you which is a real need. Um, but you can't stop at just collecting digital footprints. You there has to be a thought process. I, I, I will be really surprised if there's not one. There is a thought process behind the crypto legacy, which is essentially passing on the wealth agenda. Uh, and so, what, you know, what are the challenges? And I oftentimes wonder and I ponder if we can create similar. If we are creating similar institutions that we are today because now you have financial in your bank you have all the middlemen that we aspire to move away but i'll i'll stop at that and just get your thoughts of that transition from the digital footprints and digital uh, sort of breadcrumbs to real wealth which is now being encapsulated in, in token you know in token forms love to hear what you're thinking there because you already have the vault you already have a process in place is it just not a matter of extending it
0: yeah actually that's a good segment into the future direction where where uh, where the company can head into so if you really look at it either crypto or a non-crypto crypto is another form of uh online thing if you really want to simplify it you got it so, yes. you got thing uh, that's so if you really uh look at the bits and bytes part of it, it it's no different than you uh you and i having the uh, online uh Airline miles or, or rewards points and so on, but the, it, the crypto has a lot more depth and meaning in terms of money uh, or the value attached to it is, is more, uh, and and the the whole premise of uh, the uh, having the crypto keys, someone having uh, hands on the crypto key can loot the account and and really decentralize provides a very different dimension to it. But from a foundational point of view, uh, today. Uh, our solution already offers a first step in terms of uh, creating a digital will for your digital assets in general, in a general guidance point. So all the users, the first step, what they can do today is just go and create your social media will that is already available on Clocker. And and we're extending that to a crypto will, which basically uh, gives you a little more uh, guidance on what you can write. It, it doesn't solve the protection and actual passing on the keys and all that, but at least you would have the first step done uh, that. Uh, so the uh, the extension of of handling the crypto assets and NFT assets and so on, where you have to have the uh, security. Uh, the in place and the partnerships in place to, to extend the solution into that. And actually, by the way, this is going to be a, a global problem, right? We're not talking about U.S. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about pretty much every uh, anyone in the world who have digital assets. And crypto is defined as one of the forms of digital assets. So our solution, as it is today, is readily usable and applicable to an extent. And then uh, uh, we see a path forward for, uh, for how can we uh, take this in, 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 into the Web3 space.
1: Got it. So that's like a roadmap agenda for you all, which I think makes a lot of sense. But help me also understand this, uh, Sri. I'm from India. You're from India. Generally, we, we always joke about it, of course, that estate planning and will is a first world problem, uh, that everybody has one. At least most individuals have one. It's been ingrained into us as part of financial planning culture. Uh, you know, the West has. But looking at chain analysis data, which we have, again, covered extensively on this podcast, is the the growth in crypto wallets and crypto usage is heightened in emerging economies. Vietnam and India and Afghanistan, these are areas that are widely seeing this not only to preserve uh, their savings, but also view this as a secondary source of income. Crypt and and as we both know that it's not on top of mind of most people in India and Vietnam to create a will and to create uh, a estate planning structure to preserve this and pass on to the to the whole structure. Leave alone the first problem that you used to set out to solve, which is the digital bread, breadcrumb issue. How do you how do you view that? How do you view uh, that suddenly now that just like internet what information has done for internet became, it gave a single platform to everybody in the world to be able to interact exactly the way I'm interacting, you interact in India and Vietnam. The language may be different, but the mechanism is the same. Um, uh, Don't you see this problem being a global problem? And if that is the case, then how do you encourage the Indians and the Vietnamese and folks to embark on this journey? Because suddenly now dealing with 8 billion people and let's say even if half of them, that's still a big number, I think. Yeah. So
0: the uh, I think uh, we alluded to that this the 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 being digital is a global right Uh, the uh, the the by definition it's a cross boundary cross country uh, economy Uh, people buy stuff from anywhere in the world to anywhere and so on so the uh, same is with crypto uh, uh, right people. by uh, cryptocurrency and and they need to protect their wealth, no matter where they are in the world. I think the biggest question is are the laws, the legal aspect easy catching up with what needs to be done? if not what can we do today within the realms of the available legal governance or protection or guidance? And how do we shape it? So the technology advanced, much more aggressively than the legal system could do. I mean, if you look at the legal system, more or less there are checks and bounds in place uh, for physical property, right? For the for the uh, for the real estate or or the um, the stock money and so on. Anywhere in the world, there are guidelines, like differences, taxations, and all those things play into picture because it evolved over a period of a uh, few hundred years or so. Uh, crypto grew in the last. Uh, Three to five years, or maybe ten years, and became the biggest asset uh, class by itself. Uh, and and um, and the legal uh, governance and protection and how to deal with it is emerging. I just heard that in India, RBI, uh, Reserve Bank of India, uh, announced the crypto. I could not acknowledge crypto as an asset and they are a capital gains of 30 percent if i'm not wrong that's right 30 yeah. percent on that now, right so there is a more onus for 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 the owners uh to do that i, I believe it's the same case in in canada in the us i think um, crypto is treated as a property again don't go by my i just <laughs> read it on, on the news not a financial advisor or a tax advisor but all these things uh, will will come into play uh, on um, when when the government is taking money. You have to plan for inheritance as well how, how to deal with it. So the where we are sitting in, in a very unique position, uh, being uh, thinking about digital uh, inheritance planning uh, for uh, for for with Clocker for the last two and a half, three years, if you will. Uh, we have had uh, we have built a lot of foundational things that are already into the system so taking the solution into any geography um, uh, is, is, is the needs are the same we just have to uh, adapt to the right uh, legal governance and guidance and in a way uh, maybe if i am not wishful thinking we may be able to actually give the guidance to the legal community on how this how this asset class should be treated uh, because we have multi multiple uh, players in this scenario right you have the users uh, who, who are the, are the owners uh, of the assets, and then the the providers, which can be now we have two three hundred uh, exchange accounts and and, and yeah. maybe a hundred custody providers all around the world, and it's going to grow. And then you and and then from a owner point of view, uh, they have a set of people, maybe handful of people, they want to distribute the wealth, uh, right? Uh, and who's going to validate and govern and so there are some there, it, the, it's going to be a very complex problem compared to physical assets where where uh, you would just sell off or, or change the title and and uh, and the ownership changes so our vision is that if we can put together uh, extend the platform and put together a simple way for user adoption to do this from a user's point of view uh, it, it has to be simple and executable and then you can handle the technology in the back and the complexities now the core question came in why would people not do even in the u.s the mature uh, mature economy our uh, society the wills the people having bills are less than 50 percent with the covid uh, i think the number went up a little bit 62 sure. percent is what it is doing and the more millennials are doing it uh, the only because it is complex when i when i tried when i want to think about my own uh, 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 will or a trust or a living trust it's a six months ordeal to deal with the lawyers yeah, and figuring out and all that stuff and we get busy and get that gets pushed down to the side if we offer a simple solution and it's a incrementally doable uh, then most people will are willing to do it and and uh, uh, and that's how we approach, we should approach the problem. One, this is the digital. The second, if you don't have to deal with uh, cycles, uh, deal with the legislation or the uh, legal process with, with the lawyers and and hours and hours of uh, documentation, what needs to be done, uh, and that that could be easy. So uh, if if we approach the problem where you can make it simple, uh, one step at a time and incrementally build your solution, that should give us more reasons for users to adopt.
1: Wow. That's that's really fascinating. I actually, uh, be, believe it or not, I'm still learning a lot as you, as you describe this and I have like more questions now, uh, mm-hmm. but but help understand this piece, right? I think, so as you describe what Clocker is doing and the roadmap of getting into digital assets, is it conceivable that Clocker uh, you know, future could be all things digital legacy in the sense that whether it's been LinkedIn account or the 15,000 different Accounts that I may have and the breadcrumbs that we talked about, you have a vault. And while you're using the same technology, both in terms of maintaining audit records, you're using DLT, for example, for audit records, you may be using, uh, you know, cryptography to protect and encrypt these files that you put in a vault. So the technical construct, which is what is used even for the digital assets, which is things like protecting the key material and having a process to be able to custody the key material, I think the process is the same, except that the modality of what you're protecting, Clocker, and the roadmap you have is it, you know, is it conceivable that Clocker could be a one-stop shop? That I need to protect my digital legacy. I need to figure out as to who do I give my LinkedIn accounts to, and who do I give my other legacy to, and who give who I give uh, the NFTs to, and is it conceivable that I can go to this one place, divvy up all kinds of rules, and let Clocker or or you know a like entity to manage all that for me and simplify this whole element, which, again, uh, it's easier said than done because I'm a human being. I've lived for X amount of years and I have that much more digital legacy. How do you see this, uh, you know, reconciling this? I I think it could be a Herculean effort uh, to address this for how, you know, the modern times that we live in. I I think
0: uh, we're already there. The Clocker is a full-fledged digital legacy planning uh, platform today, um, which, like I mentioned, we have had about three years of maturity into it and building it. So from from a user point of view, designating the nominees, documenting your uh, uh, online accounts, or cataloging your online accounts, uh, consolidating your documents, it is already there. being protected and so on. So you can do that for any online accounts um your LinkedIns, Facebook's, Googles, even your Coinbase Exchange accounts, Robinhood accounts. It the construct is already there and it's simple. Like it it literally takes 15-20 minutes for you to 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 put all this thing together through the wizards that we offer. The first step we can do first step is a blanket uh social media will that you can create is saying that you don't declare your online accounts you say all my accounts go to my Primary user and then secondary uh, backup uh, users. So that is your first step. So you have something in your hand. It takes 15 seconds to do it. We don't even charge for that. The second one is you can much more uh, detailed digital legacy planning uh, and all that. So that that is already there. Now the question comes in: is the is the market ready for this? Now what happens when somebody really dies? Is somebody uh, uh, the the heirs going after the companies, with, uh, Google and Facebook and so on? That ecosystem hasn't been built yet, uh, sure. meaning, right, in let's say if I have um, 100 online accounts, which is actually on the low end side, uh, out of that 20, 30 or maybe most critical rest of them I can close them down. So. Uh, who's going to act uh, on my behalf to take care of those actions. One, my heirs need to get hold of those accounts. That means the service providers need to grant them access. The whole process of that legacy concierge is not built yet. I mean, we know what needs to be done, how it needs to be done. We actually have plans to attack that. And the market needs to resonate with that. Uh, the, The service providers need to need to come to the ball and, and say, hey, this is a big problem. How are we going to handle it? Uh, I'll give you one simple example. I'm not going to pick on one company, but a online payments company <laughs> starts with the P. Uh, I <laughs> I looked. I looked up their, I looked up their very successful company. I love them. I use them daily, right? Or at least <laughs> frequently, I look at their legacy sign and what they said is being, them being a digital company, Send. Uh, this, how do you transfer my account to my heirs? Simple question. They said, send a letter with a death certificate to this mailbox number. We'll respond to you in time. It it's really baffles me.
1: No right? guarantee, especially with money now. Right? It's That's money. Crazy. My money
0: is locked up. My heirs need my money. What if I have a million dollars in it?
1: You know, yeah. uh,
0: And they need the money. And I have no site, no phone number, no email, just a mailbox, God forbid. And, and, and so that can be changed. So well, we are building a highway between the service providers and clocker. And where uh, I don't want to disclose a lot of details in here, but imagine a scenario where all this is taken care of, digitally handled within a matter of minutes, because me as the user authenticated user, I already authorized someone. Why should it take months and weeks or years to get that resolved where the company is going to partner with us and say, we acknowledge this solution, we acknowledge the assignment and then digital uh, inheritance should be solved. Uh, I know getting into web three and crypto is a similar concept with, we have yeah, yeah. smart contracts and all that is in place, but the, on the, on the traditional online accounts, it still has to go through that. way. It's, so it's-
1: even exponential. There's, there's no peer box either. There's a, some of them are just decentralized autonomous organizations and you need a digital handshake and digital way to do it, which is good and bad uh, only because you have no throat to choke and you need to truly uh, get digital way, so uh, that's that's going to be interesting too. I think, Shreya. Uh, yes. Um, hey, so this is fascinating, and I, we could talk for hours, but uh, we are sort of uh, wrapping up on time. Uh, just tell us, uh, just tell the audience, uh, how do we get in touch with the project? How do we get in touch with you? What is the mechanism? Uh, as as one way to wrap uh, our conversation here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, Nathan. It's been, yeah, I know uh, we, we can talk for hours and come up with 10 different ideas of 10 different companies in here. It, it, it's so huge and so vast. Uh, I'm always excited to, to share, share those ideas. So uh, our company is uh, simple to remember, clocr.com. It's actually a short for cloud locker. That was our original vision. Uh, so clocker.com, uh, and, uh, we are on the, it's a simple to reach out three S R E E at clocker.com. My email would love to hear your feedback. Uh, and do sign up, that is it. especially being a startup, <laughs> especially a bootstrap startup, we definitely need the uh, the support from the uh, industry uh, for us to, to continue. And and we, we are being a product focused. So we never on, on the marketing focused or are, are take millions of dollars and, and go flood the market to, to get the subscribers. We always focused on solution, a valuable solution for the you and I, the consumers. And that's where uh, we accomplished, I believe quite a bit in the past, three years with very little bootstrap money so would uh, love to hear you would love to see you on the platform and also uh, if you are interested in in uh, learning about our uh, journey in the future now uh, we really barely touched upon what what's in the store for us uh, we are creating a private group on on the digital legacy consortium so i would love to see you on that so again reach out please do reach out sree at uh, clocker.com uh, and again uh, yeah uh, just uh, pass the word around and uh, we're just getting started're I think I would say we're a t minus uh, three in terms of years <laughs>
1: getting a real solution I'm, I'm certainly going to sign up I think it's essential even not just being curious and as a technologist but also I think it's something which we all need to address at some level some point in time uh, and what what better way to at least start digging into this uh, you know from a solution perspective well very well uh, uh, Shri, really a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for your time and sp- spending 30 plus minutes with us, educating us and our audiences and uh, looking forward to, again, I think we should follow up once you have the roadmap agenda that we discussed here. Once you've achieved those, uh, I invite you to come back and discuss what's in the store for the new exciting world that is sort of still evolving. I'd love to get your thoughts and, and, and the solution that you're building around it at some point. So have a good Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Nathan. Appreciate yeah. it
0: we hope you enjoyed our weekly conversation if you have any questions comments or suggested topics please feel free to connect with either nitin or myself on Nitten at portal.am or Derek at portal.am feel free to subscribe and share with like-minded friends stay well
1: inquisitive and engaged see you next week bye for now